So he tells Moses when he's building the temple or building the, the tabernacle to make the menorah like an almond branch. Here's something that's interesting about that. Exodus 25, verse 31. You shall also make a lamp, stand of pure gold, and the lampstand shall be hammered of hammered work, its shaft, its branches, its bowls, its ornaments, its ornamental knobs, and its flowers shall be of one piece. Three bowls shall be made like what? Almond blossoms, and a one branch with an ornamental knob and a flower, and three bows made like almond branches, like almond blossoms on the other branch. So if you can look to the right and see this imagery, what you're gonna see is you're gonna see almond buds and almond blooms, and then you're gonna see the almond fruit at the top. So what you're seeing is a season, a supernatural season. And God is showing us, now I don't have time to go into the prophetic calendar, but if you understand anything about the menorah, it's the 6,000 years of man. The one in the middle is, is called the Messiah. It's the, it's the lighting candle, and it's the one where Messiah was born in the 4,000 year of mankind. And God is getting ready to move. And in every season, God has a plan. So without me going there, I want you to understand that God is, God is going to move in an unusual way in the anointing. Now, this menorah becomes important because it keeps showing up. Now, first of all, we saw the almonds, and the almonds told us it was about awakening, and now God says, make the candlestick, make the lampstand out of the almond trees because every time this lampstand shows up, you need to understand it's a new awakening. So let's look and see when the lampstand shows up. Before we go there, let me show you this. This almond tree, this almond thing has 22 almond blossoms. Everybody say 22. It has 22 almond buds. Everybody say 22. All right, there's 22 letters in the Hebrew alphabet. Everybody say 22. The original Old Testament was written on 22 Torah scrolls. Everybody say 22. The prophetic number of light is 22. Everybody say 22. Why do I want you to say 22? Because I think it's interesting that there's only 22 chapters in the Bible with 22s in it. There's only 22, 22 chapters in the Bible, and every single one of them refer to the ministry of Christ. This is a prophetic number, a prophetic season that you have to understand. It's not just ordinary. It's a prophetic season that you've entered into. There are 22 chapters in all the Bible that have 22 or that have uh, 22, 22 books of the Bible that have 22 chapters in them. Let me just say that. And every time you get to one of those, like in Genesis 22, it's Abraham sacrificing Isaac, a type of Christ. You get to Psalm 22, it's my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? It's Jesus hanging on the cross. You get to Revelation 22, what does it say? Surely I am coming quickly. And every time you find a, tw a chapter 22 in the Bible, you're gonna see something that has to do with the ministry of Jesus. Well, what makes that so interesting is something that I showed you a few weeks ago that I want to show you again. It's called the 100-Year Prophecy. And the 100-Year Prophecy was attributed to, to William Seymour of the Azusa Street Revival when he said 100 years from now, the greatest revival in the history of the world will occur. They will, be, they will witness the fullness of the former and the latter reigns of God. They will, seek the, they will see the Shekinah manifested in its fullness. Now what's interesting about that is the date he died it wasn't so much 100 years from the time the prophecy was given because they can't really date that 
But this man that gave us this prophecy died September the 28th, 1922, which means that in September the 28th of this year, it will be exactly 100 years that this prophecy has laid in the ground. Wouldn't it be amazing? Now, I'm not predicting anything. I'm just hoping for everything and telling you, wouldn't it be amazing if this was the year that God breaks out in the greatest revival that America has ever seen? I think we are ripe for awakening. I think it's time. I believe what David Wilkerson said. I believe what William Seymour said. And I believe that 22 is a divine number, but it's not just divine. It's attached to awakening. It's attached to the menorah, which gives us light, which is also the olive branch of, or the, the almond branch of awakening. So I find this very fascinating that this could be a great possibility. Now I wanna show you another place that this shows up. Zechariah chapter four. And he said to me, what do you see? He said, I'm looking and there's a lampstand of gold. Okay, every time you see the lampstand with the seven, the seven uh, arms going out, it's the menorah, right? It's the prophetic emblem of an awakening and a light coming to the earth. And on the, se on the stand, seven lampstands with seven pipes to the seven lamps. Two olive trees are by it. One at the right of the bowl and the other at its left. And he said, what is this? He said, this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel. Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Now I want you to see this. So what you have is you have this awakening menorah. You have this almond menorah, and you have these olive branches that are they, these olive trees that are standing beside of it. Now in this particular case, it represented two people. It represented Zerubbabel and Joshua, the high priest. And what the Lord says is, what you can't make happen, I'm about to make happen. What you've been waiting, they've been waiting 15 years for a breakthrough to build the temple. 15 years their project had been on hold. And God said what you couldn't do, they tried a lawyer, it didn't work. They tried the king, it didn't work. Everything they tried, nothing worked. He said, go give this word to Zerubbabel. Everything within your might and power did not work, but what I'm about to do does not depend upon might, and it does not depend upon power. I don't need anybody's permission. I don't need anybody's vote. I don't need anybody's law. I don't need anybody's web page. I don't need it. I'll do this all all by myself. It's not going to be by might or by power, but my spirit is about to come down and invade this earth with glory. So he said, what do you show him this emblem? So he sees this olive tree and this olive tree is just hanging there over this, over this uh, lamp. And what's happening is that these olives have not been plucked. These olives have not been processed. They have not been crushed. No man's hands, this is what God is trying to say, no man's hands touch this oil. This is not oil produced. This is not oil that you can sing down. This is not oil that you can preach up. This is not oil that you can induce. This is not oil that you can make happen. You cannot set the room to make this oil. You cannot create, you cannot create hype and make this oil. You, you cannot produce this oil. What I'm getting ready to do is not by might. It's not by power. But my spirit is going to come down and supernaturally fill this 
this lamp and send the light out to the world. That's an awakening moment. That is when God says, I'm getting ready to awaken you supernaturally. Let's go to another one. And this is the last one I want to talk about. And from the throne proceeded lightnings, thunders, and voices. Seven lamps of fire were burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. How many of you know where we're at now? In Revelation 4, we are in heaven. We see Jesus standing by the menorah. And when he stands by the menorah, he is saying, I'm getting ready to do something in the earth. Now understand this. He says, now in the end of the Bible, these lamps represent the churches and these stars in my hands represent in my right hand are representing the churches, meaning this, I'm getting ready to do something in the church that is supernatural to bring it all to a culmination at the end. Now, I don't have a picture of this. I'm sure Perry has one somewhere, but I don't have a picture of this. But these seven spirits of the seven churches are also depicted on one lamb. And this one lamb is a weird looking creature because it's one lamb representing Christ, but he has seven eyes and seven horns. Now why would he have seven eyes and seven horns and he would be a a portrait of this awakening in the church because the eyes are the eyes of wisdom and the horns are the horns of power. Thank you so much for supporting our ministry. If this has blessed you, please say a prayer for us. And if you would like to give, we have four ways that you can do that. You can give online at briancutshaw.com or if you're a PayPal user, just PayPal us at Church Trainer. Or you can also give through the mail at P.O. Box 267, Georgetown, Tennessee, 37336. Or if you're a Venmo user, you can Venmo us also at Church Trainer. Thank you and God bless you. And may the Lord multiply your seed. Now back to Hope in the Word. And what God is saying is that when I get through, you won't even recognize the church. It's not going to be a program anymore. It's not going to be a product anymore. It's not going to be, you won't even know when it's going to meet and where it's going to meet and how long it's going to meet. When I get through with the church, you won't even recognize. They won't know what to sing. They're going to start singing songs that no one's ever written. Somebody's just going to get up and start singing them. When I get through, you're going to see a supernatural power and a supernatural wisdom that enters the church. Not only that, the eyes of God's people are about to be opened on a level they've never been opened. You mark my word, you're about to, I'm not talking about just with their eyes. Oh yes, before this is over, before this awakening is through, you're gonna see things you never thought you would see. And some of you want to see it one more time before you die. Guess what, you're gonna see it. You're gonna see it, I'm here to tell you it's close. I can feel it in my bones. I can hear the army marching. I hear the wings of the Holy Ghost fluttering. I hear the winds of God blowing. It is coming our way and it is close, close, close. But before that happens, or while that is happening, get ready for your spiritual eyes to be open. Don't forget that one of the languages of the Holy Ghost in the last days is visions and dreams. Don't forget that. Young men are going to see visions, old men are going to dream dreams, and that's not just... That's not just limited to old men and young men. It means that 
all of God's people are going to start seeing visions and dreams. I want you to start moving in that direction. If you're not having spiritual dreams, I want you to start praying for them. As a matter of fact, I want you to start praying for me to have more spiritual dreams. I'm not having nearly enough. I hear these people that dream all the time and thinking, man, what's wrong with me? I want to dream more spiritual dreams. I've had some, and I love them. My wife has more than I have. I mean, she gets these spiritual dreams, and I get envious of her. I say, honey, so I just tell God, God, if you can't tell me, tell the redhead. She'll tell me. She sounds like you a lot of times when she's talking to me anyway. So you just show it to the redhead. She'll show it to me. So you just give her another dream. I mean, she has given me, she has given me so many words from God because she'll wake up and she'll say, and she's not one of those. If you know my wife, she's very conservative. She's not one of those that's all the time flipping that out there. If somebody flips one out to you every week, don't listen to them. I'm telling you, they're, 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 they're eating a lot of pizza because, because God is not schizophrenic. God is not going to change his mind every other day. How many of you know that? That's not how God works. God is not going to tell you something that doesn't make sense, and then the next day tell you something else that even makes less sense than that. He's just not going to do that. God is not the author of confusion, but when you get a dream, I called Perry up one day, and I said, Perry, I need you to tell me the difference in a dream and a spiritual dream, and he said, well, let me explain it to you the way my dad explained it to me. When you get a spiritual dream, you're going to remember the details. You're not going to forget it. You're going to be able to recite it, and you're not going to change it every time you tell it. The details are solid. They stick with you. Weeks later, you can still recall it. Months later, you can still recall it, and that way you know it's from God. So every time you have a dream does not mean it's from God, but we need more spiritual dreams. We need more visions. We need more people caught up in visions. We need more people sitting in heavenly places and get ready because that's God's next plan. God said when this light comes, when this awakening comes, you are going to have more wisdom than you've ever had and you're going to have more power than you've ever had. Just get ready for God to reign in glory all around not only your house but this house and all the way to the White House. I'm ready for America to have revival. I'm ready for America to wake up. I'm ready for America to open its eyes. I'm ready for America. I'm ready for our college campuses to kick out the higher the, the higher ed professors who have told them that the Bible is a crutch and creation is a lie and that God is a psycho psychological notion. I'm ready for somebody to send them packing and say, listen, I've had an encounter with God. I've had a divine encounter with God. Can I tell you something? You've come along a little too late to convince me that God is not real. He has already messed me up. He has already ruined me. I have already seen what God can do. I've already seen the miracles of God. And all you need is a little taste of the Holy Ghost. All you need is a little taste of heaven. And you're not going to be so easily persuaded every time somebody tries to change your mind or make fun of you or make it sound like you don't know what you're talking about. What we need is not just one more book to read. Thank God for all the books, and I've written plenty of them myself. I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that, but we need something bigger than a story that was told. We need something bigger than somebody else's testimony. You need an encounter. You need God to walk the aisles of your house, show up in your bedroom. You need visions. You need dreams, and that is about to happen. Hallelujah. That is about to happen. That is about to happen. 
happen that is about to happen. Get ready for acceleration. Things are about to rev up. Get ready for acceleration, accelerated signs of the times. You know why we're seeing more homosexuality? It's a sign of the time. You know why we're seeing more violence? It's a sign of the time. You know why we're seeing more crime? It's a sign of the time. We shouldn't be surprised when the Bible said all of these things were gonna happen. It's a sign of the time. But get ready, that's not the only acceleration. There's about to be an acceleration of the gifts of the Spirit. You're gonna see people walking in faith that have never walked in faith. You're gonna see people operating in healing ministries that have never laid hands on the sick before. You're about to see the gifts of the Spirit come alive in you, activated in you, and you're gonna see God using you in ways that you never dreamed possible. Here's the one I can't wait on. I'm ready to see the altars flooded with people giving their hearts to Jesus Christ. That's the one I want to see the most. If I'm honest with you, I want to see that more than, a, more than somebody get out of a wheelchair. Yes, I want to see that. But I want to see 10 people come to the altar and go to heaven with me. I want to see somebody escape the flames of hell. I want to see somebody come to God. I am ready to see people get saved that you thought were beyond salvation. People that have cussed you out and lied on you. I cannot wait till God brings them under conviction and they walk the aisles and they repent and give their hearts to Jesus Christ. I hope you save all my enemies, Lord. Just save all my enemies. Anybody want to pray that prayer right now? God save Save all my enemies. Save all of them. Everybody that's talked about you. Everybody that's tried to hurt you. What if God gets a hold of them and saves them and turns them around? I'm ready to see an acceleration of that. I'm ready to see an acceleration of prayers being prayed. You know, there's people in this room that I know pray. Wouldn't it be amazing if God gives you a season for what used to take you weeks to pray through, now takes you minutes? Wouldn't you love, oh my goodness. I can't wait to talk about some of the Azusa Street meetings because they saw the most ridiculous miracles I've ever heard of in my life. I mean, honestly, I didn't know anything like that existed until I started reading about all of it. It was phenomenal. They would go into rooms and the glory of God would hover about two to three feet on the ground in a, in a cloud, of, in a glory cloud. And they would just lay sick people in it and they would get up healed. They tell a story of this man that came in that was, his face was contorted, kind of like the elephant man. If, if you know what that image looks like, this person who is just twisted with disease, and they begin to pray for them. This one little lady and a teenage girl begin to pray for him, and they laid their hands on his head. And they said, as they laid their hands on his head, it was like his face became putty, and God began to change it. His bones began to move, his skin began to move, and they said within three to five minutes, there was a handsome man standing there without any deformity in front of them. They saw things like that happen over and over and over. Things that would take years to pray about. Things that would take greater faith than we've ever seen happening in minutes. God, give us that kind of move. Give us that kind of accelerated move to our faith is so strong. Our faith is soaring in such a way that we're seeing God move to the point that we could just believe him easily for anything. Anybody ready to walk in a house of faith? Anybody ready to walk in a house of glory? This program is brought to you by the partners of Brian Cutshaw and Church Trainer Ministries. 
Please help us pray that the Lord will continue to send us more partners so we can expand his kingdom around the world.